नमस्ते जय हिंद वेलकम टू अनदर एडिशन ऑफ ए एन आई पॉडकास्ट विथ स्मिता प्रकाश इफ यू ओपन योर ट्विटर फीड योर इंस्टाग्राम और योर फेसबुक पेज हाउ मेनी ऑफ यू आर फॉलोइंग साइंटिस्ट नॉट मैनी आई एम गेसिंग हाउ मेनी पोस्ट डू यू गेट अबाउट इन्फॉर्मेशन अबाउट साइंटिफिक अचीवमेंट्स ऑफ आर कंट्रीमेन एंड वीमेन हार्डली एनी मोस्ट ऑफ यू लाइक मी वुड गेट बॉम्बार्डेड विद इन्फॉर्मेशन अबाउट पॉलिटिशियंस एक्टर्स मॉडल्स एंड सम स्पोर्ट्स पर्सनस बुट साइंस नॉट रियली नाउ लेट्स थिंक अबाउट दिस दैन मेनी ऑफ आज वेन वी वर चिल्ड्रन वॉन्टेड टू बिकम से अ नासा साइंटिस्ट अ मरीन बायोलॉजिस्ट अ फाइटर पायलट बट देन समवेयर अलॉन्ग द लाइन वी पिक्ड अप मंडेन जॉब्स एंड दोज ड्रीम्स डाइड टूडे माई गेस्ट इज अ साइंटिस्ट He wanted to be a scientist, and he pursued his dream. Dr. Satish Reddy headed the Defence Research and Development Organisation and is currently scientific adviser to Raksha Mantri, dealing with a program which spearheads India's indigenous development of defence systems and technologies. Joining me in this conversation is my colleague Ajit Tube, defence editor of ANI. Dr Reddy thank you very much for coming uh, on the podcast I've met you off camera many times it's taken a long time for Ajit and me to get you on camera here um thank you so Ajit you'll have to assist me in this in this conversation because you have the domain expertise let's begin with uh, India's strategic missile program I have a brief explainer for those who don't know about it and then we can get on with the conversation India's Integrated Guided Missile Program IGMDP was launched in 1982-83. It consists of Prithvi, the short-range surface-to-surface missile, Trishul, the short-range surface-to-air missile, Akash, medium-range surface-to-air missile, Nag, the third-generation anti-tank missile, Agni-1. Agni missile was separated from the IGMDP due to its strategic importance. Dr Reddy now please give us an overview of this missile system. Uh Indian missile program uh, has gone long way and uh, number of missiles have been developed varieties of missiles have been developed and uh, the missiles whether it is surface to surface missiles or surface to air missiles or air to air missiles or anti tank missiles and uh, many other varieties of missiles which have been uh, developed in the country and the country has uh, gained lot of knowledge and has become i say that self sufficient and self reliant in the missile technologies uh, today by developing all these varieties of missiles range of missiles what any nation would like to have based on their necessities the country has developed all these and in the process developed multiple technologies also which are required part of these missiles right um let's go back a little into history you know many of our listeners and viewers wouldn't know about the many hurdles uh, that came in the way of india developing its missile program after india test fired the first prithvi missile in 1988 and the agni missile in 1989 the missile technology control regime then it was an informal grouping established in 1987 by canada france germany italy japan the uk and the us they decided to restrict access to any technology that would help india in its missile development program 
To counter this, the IGMDP team formed a consortium of DRDO laboratories, industries and academic institutions to build these subsystems and components and materials. Though this slowed down the progress of the program, India successfully developed indigenously all the restricted components denied to it by this regime. So I want you to go a little bit into the history about how the West uh, came down cracking on us in the 1980s uh, to restrict our missile program. Why it happened and how did uh, the Indian defense set up the DRDO and all get over these restrictions? A very important question. Um, when the country started this missiles uh, program, when we tested Prithvi, Agni, and when we had tests at uh, Pokhran and the other tests, so there have been restrictions put on this country, the missile uh, uh, control regimes and things like that. So the various subcomponents or critical systems, subsystems, which we have been uh, dependent on the uh, foreign nations, that have become uh, very restricted. But I think uh, that has helped the country mm -hmm. and uh, you had to develop yourself. And so that was taken as a mission to develop all these uh, critical subsystems and components which are required in these missiles technologies. They all have been developed over a period of time. Indigenously. Indigenously. Mm -hmm. And uh, industry could uh, take that and industry is producing. And today I can say that uh, the indigenous content in our missile programs is very, very high. And I can definitely say that we are not dependent for any critical uh, subsystems and things like that from anyone. And all these things are developed here in the country and industry is able to produce them. And that's how the missiles are also getting developed very fast as you have the complete know-how and know-why in the country. But sir, at that time, it must have set us back quite a bit, isn't it? When suddenly it uh, just, there was a freeze. And how how much did it set us back? Uh, and I, sir, uh, adding to it, sir, uh, you have been a scientist uh, since uh, mid-80s. You must have uh, faced, uh, personally, you have been associated in the missile labs. What difficulties did you people used to face at that time because of these uh, restrictive regimes? Yeah. See, what has happened is we were also in the phase of development of the missiles. And so you are not looking for, um, you know, large number of um, subsystems or components what you get from outside. The day we started the missile programs, uh, the leadership at that time definitely thought that we also let us develop parallelly. And then parallel development has also work started of these um, subsystems and critical technologies. When there has been a restriction which has come into picture, so definitely that has put us into some troubles that you are not able to immediately get anything, what you look for and all that. And some what you have already got them, which are there in the stock, you use it for immediate use. And so the indigenous program has been accelerated and there have been in, uh, very uh, serious importance is given to that and uh, lots of teams have been uh, put in and industries have been brought in parallelly. And there have been a very serious thrust on that. Mm. Like example, at the time I was a young navigational engineer mm. and we were having the navigational uh, sensors and components um, which we were getting from outside. From where, sir? Uh, various countries from outside. And uh, those things, uh, uh, we immediately worked on it and we could make uh, indigenously all those things. Where? 
where were we making it uh, we were making it with various industries development was happened in rci where i was working but okay. this particular sensor because that is the lab which is responsible for these uh, the initial navigation systems and we could develop in the laboratory there and uh, industries have worked with us and even in fact uh, the public sectors that time hal and even bell and a couple of uh, private industries together uh, we could develop it in very fast and we can say that in those technologies now we are completely self reliant and we could develop it i don't think there was a serious setback or anything yes there was some uh, you know some delay in some programs but then country could cope up and that is what is the best has happened to the country yes okay. you could develop it necessity alone. being yes. mother of invention absolutely, and all that absolutely you are right yeah. that's the thing at that time so we developed those critical technologies at that phase and realized that that it could happen all over again to us at some point of time did it happen again when you know when we, we did our nuclear blasts again no by that time mostly we have been self sufficient yes there have been restrictions and all that that's what i was telling you that time also hmm. the pokhran test and all that and in phases but majority of the technologies we could uh, develop ourselves and then the phase of that um, mission of indigenously developing was continuously going on and then it could uh, get all the systems which are required for us mostly here in the country and sir uh, like uh, during that era you had very strong leaders uh, the drdo or the missile teams had very strong leaders like dr kalam now uh, did that help because uh, they had the access they had uh, the will and uh, uh, did, uh, did having a strong leader like uh, dr kalam help the drdo in achieving what i think you are very right in that uh, saying that uh, actually see if you look at uh, before 1982 india didn't have one uh, single missile which it has developed on its own and then uh, because of the leadership of dr kalam when a country doesn't have one missile you could go to the government and get uh, an approval and a sanction for five missiles at a one go hmm. that is the integrated guided missiles development program where uh, prithvi agni akash trishul nag uh, five missiles which have been uh, taken up and i don't think without that type of a leadership we could have got uh, such a program sanctioned and then a trust is given to this development indigenously that leadership helped and in fact not only missiles uh, the same leadership so we could uh, get the arjun tank program we could get the light combat aircraft program and that is what is the leadership definitely has helped in getting the necessary trust required for the indigenous uh, development of these systems so this system that you're talking about our systems that we have uh, we keep hearing about india facing a two front war a uh, scenario and planning and things that go into it um tell me how how is india placed as far as our integrated missile development program is concerned vis-a-vis -vis china and pakistan see uh, as i told you the country has developed uh, many missiles which are required with the armed forces as is, uh, the requirement comes from the armed forces all those missiles development has been taken up and that's how if you look at it uh, today we have developed prithvi then we have developed dhanush the series of agni missiles and then other missiles like uh, cruise missiles nirbhay mm -hmm. then brahmos then we have also developed air to air missile astra then we have developed the akash surface to air missile and also we developed a medium range surface to air missile and then anti tank missiles so many missiles which uh, the armed forces require the country needs looking at the various requirements 
have been developed and I say that we meet all the requirements of the armed forces today based on their necessities uh, which they need for protecting our borders have been uh, developed and are being developed here in the country. So the launch of Agni 5, it caught the imagination of the country. How proud should India be of the Agni 5? Agni 5 is uh, one of the uh, long-range missiles and uh, the country is, uh, is proud as many technologies have gone into it and a very long range, very high precision uh, missile and which has been uh, developed and flight tested and which has been very, very successful. Uh, it has many technologies which have gone into it and uh, so country is naturally very proud of uh, that missile being developed. So well, the range of the missile, now, why do we need ICBMs is a very basic question. Uh, we don't have, if you see our threat perceptions, you know, uh, it's a very basic question which people ask and I don't have an answer so I'm asking you this, that we don't have a threat perception from very far away enemies. So why do we need an ICBM? Uh, I don't know whether we should uh, um, talk about ICBMs or whatever it is. The ranges of the missiles based on the needs, looking at all fronts, um, the armed forces have uh, looked at that and then uh, looked for certain ranges. And that's how the missiles have been developed, looking at those uh, ranges. Sir, uh, like Agni 5... Uh uh, the first test was about 3-4 years back. It was very successful. We have been carrying out modifications and developments in the uh, this program. Now, we also hear that the range is much more than what is uh, acknowledged in the public domain. Uh, what is the need for uh, developing, further developing the, uh, the missile, sir? And... Uh, is there a point where we are thinking of a longer range Agni-6 or say Agni-5 plus kind of a uh, missile? Uh, see, basically Agni-5 has been developed as uh, one of the uh, long range missiles what uh, the country has been looking for. And uh, in the beginning uh, it has been uh, tested very successfully and all that. I don't think uh, any major... Um, Changes have gone through or anything in the system. The system is a very robust system. Some here and there, uh, based on the technologies which come up here and there and some upgradations go on in any any system, uh, some similar things would have gone into this system. Otherwise, the system is uh, developed and it's a robust system and very successful program what Agni 5 is. And we uh, don't need to develop a longer range 6 or That seven. I wouldn't be able to answer as the requirements and uh, the uh, operations requirement, whatever uh, comes up. And uh, that is what DRDO takes up as such, the programs. Okay. So there was this one incident in 2002 of this BrahMos missile just landing up in Pakistan. 2021, uh, ma'am. 21, okay. So there was, let me reword that question. There was this one incident that happened in 2021 of this BrahMos missile landing up in Pakistan. Uh, it, it was an accident. Uh, and after that, Pakistan has gone to town that we don't have systems in place. Uh, how did that accident happen? Are safeguards in place to see that these kind of accidents don't happen? And uh, how do you uh, explain to the world or how how is India to explain to the world that it was we do have a robust system in place 
Uh, I think uh, the uh, Air Force has looked into that matter and uh, they have gone into details of uh, the thing, uh, what has happened and all that. And based on the analysis and the report what has come through, I think uh, I am not very uh, deep into it or I have not gone into the details of it. But uh, Air Force has put in all the measures to see that such uh, incidents won't occur again. Right. We were talking about long-range uh, missiles. What about the the short-range ones, you know, the the drone ones, the nano-missiles? Are we developing that? And also, what is the threat from those as far as our enemies are concerned? Uh, firstly, there are lots of short-range missiles which have been developed in the country, like uh, if you look at anti-tank missiles, which are just uh, very short-range missiles, just a few kilometers Similarly, if you look at uh, surface-to-air missiles, you have uh, mm. varieties of missiles which range from short to medium range, uh, sort of whether it is Akash or uh, mm. you talk about uh, MRSAM or something like that and all that. And uh, there have been many uh, drones technologies also which have been developed in the country. India is one of the first few countries in the world which has developed an anti-drone technology in the country which has been... Uh, a, been used in multiple occasions and with multiple technologies which have been which has got a hard kill and soft kill all those options and all that so a lot of work has been going on in this direction of the drone based technologies and anti-drone technologies in the country working to the current requirements which are happening in the world and sir uh, like uh, uh, the, this anti drone technology that you're uh, talking about this uh, this has been in use uh, for uh, giving protection to the prime minister's speech at the independence day as well as on the republic day for the parade uh, how effective has uh, has it been sir and uh, has it uh, secured any successes in field deployments no it has been actually uh, used only after successful trials and uh, trials have been done and it has been tested used and so the system is very successful and that's how that technology has been transferred to the industries and industries are producing those technologies now. As I said, we are one of the first few countries in the world who have developed such class of technologies of anti-drone system. Uh, in, on the missiles things, sir, we've talked about uh, um, these mobile uh, launch pads, launch systems. Uh, what about submarine and ship-based uh, a um, number of uh, systems are uh, developed on uh, various uh, platforms. Like uh, today, we have uh, Brahmos on the ship. We have also um, medium-range uh, surface-to-air missiles on the ships. And we are also developing uh, short-range missiles uh, on these. So a lot of marine applications-related technologies and missile systems are also developed and being developed today. And, and sir, uh, like uh, the, uh, in the uh, earlier part of the conversation, you said now the uh, development of the time span taken to develop a new missile has become shorter. Can you explain like earlier how long did it take to develop a missile like say from Agni 2 to Agni 3 and now how much time, how much uh, have you been able to with this experience of developing missiles, how much uh, time does it take for DRDO to uh, develop a new missile from drawing board to field deployment? See, the firstly, uh, when you look at uh, 1980s, the ecosystem was not evolved. Whether it is the research in academia or the R&D of things, various uh, technologies, subsystems, what you require, or various infrastructure in the country and industry coming up and all that. 
so it used to take a good amount of time any program used to take uh, maybe anything 6 7 8 years at a program what it has been uh, taking up and uh, as the ecosystem has come up see if you look at in 1980s we have maybe a very few industries maybe 10 or 15 industries which were working at 20 industries and they were all built to print and uh, nobody was having any capability to develop anything on our specifications and similarly algorithm studies simulations doing in academia and all also were just coping up and just trying to come up and in the laboratories also on the one side developing the systems and then working on the subsystems and all that so that has uh, come up and today you have the industries which are able to do build to specifications you have all the technologies which you have developed it the number of industries have gone huge number of industries have come into picture today various academic institutes who are able to work almost on the same plane and same level at you to cope up and develop the technologies so this has brought in a sea change uh, one example i can give honorable prime minister uh, shri narendra modi ji has um, uh, directed uh, or guided drdo to develop uh, the anti satellite uh, uh, mission Uh, which actually has its a mission which needs to be done confidentially uh, he has said try to do it in as short as possible shortest time uh, more like in about 2 years that missile has been developed and then successfully it has been demonstrated and that is the capability country has gained and uh, it is a, just a technical demonstration which actually honorable prime minister wanted that to show to the world that india has the technological capabilities to to take up such critical and large is that is that mission so and that has been done in a very short time so that is what actually the evolution of the ecosystem has helped the country to develop these things faster now and that uh, the mission shakti or the asat missile sir that is in the uh, that is in the class of say a missile like uh, agni uh, agni uh, series Um, um, I wouldn't be able to compare exactly like that, but it is a mission on its own. It's the same same level kind of it's mission. It's a it's a mission on its uh, hand. Uh, it's uh, it's a different um, class of a missile which is required for this sort of operations of uh, anti-satellite thing, which is a, just a technology demonstration. And I'm trying to say that uh, that could be developed in a very short span of uh, time. And uh, same way, uh, the Pralay was also developed, sir. Uh, multiple missiles today, even um, quicker action surface to air missile has been developed very fast. The Pralay has been developed uh, uh, very fast, and uh, many other systems which are coming um, quicker than earlier. I would say definitely. Now, sir, evolving. if we say the average is uh, for developing a particular missile system, like say the QRSAM, uh, earlier uh, it would have taken us six to seven years. Now, if we have to quantify it in uh, generally, I think we take now almost about um, three to four years is one thing what you can do. So, reduction is around fifty percent. Almost yes. Okay. So, uh, as a Modi uh, missile man, uh, I, this question obviously will come to you that you know when the Balakot strike happened. Uh, at that time, there were many reports which said that. um that because of our missile system uh, that is why pakistan thought and rethought about any kind of a strike uh, on us uh, would you agree to that see i say definitely that uh, india is now a technologically it has got all the technologies it has got all 
class of missiles which has developed, which are available, which are required by Army, Air Force and Navy. Whether it is uh, talking about missiles like air-to-air -air missiles, we have Astra, which has a very good range and capability. We have then very good surface-to-air missiles, which have both short and medium-range applications. And so you look at uh, where it is some missiles, so that is um, uh, cruise missiles, you have cruise missiles. So all these things make the country uh, a good missile uh, technological um, house having all these capabilities. So that works as a deterrent anytime. So you're saying that these kind of flashes which happened, like the Balakot one, they got diffused more because we had capability and capacity? Uh, I definitely say that uh, uh, if you look at the world, we are one of the first five, six countries who possess all these uh, technologies and capabilities uh, today. We stand definitely at that. If you look at uh, anti-satellite uh, test, what we have done, we are the fourth nation after uh, Russia, America and China we have done. So that's the capability what you have got. Mm. So that works definitely as a deterrent that the country has such capabilities. And uh, sir, uh, like uh, when we talk about uh, uh, these missiles that you are mentioning, uh, now uh, BrahMos is one of the most successful uh, missiles that have come from the DRDO stable. Now we are also getting uh, export orders for the missile, sir. Now, uh, uh, before we got that uh, export orders, uh, we had a we had a kind of a clash with the Chinese for a, which is still going on the military standoff, where India stood up to the Chinese bully bullying and took it on. Now you think, sir, that goodwill that uh, India is a strong nation can take on big bully countries like China that helps you when you. When people go out, uh, when Indians go out and say, tell the countries that you should buy this missile or that uh, the Brahmos or the other missiles? See, the world is definitely watching and world knows uh, what we are doing and it has been many of the things have been in the public domain. And so definitely world today recognizes India as uh, uh, having multiple technologies and multiple systems which India has developed today. And that's why we see that there are lots of inquiries coming from uh, many countries across the globe for various systems. Not even, uh, not just missiles alone. There have been uh, lots of uh, requirements coming on uh, radars and uh, torpedoes and various other systems which are there and uh, developed by the country. So world uh, definitely is uh, recognizing and recognized as as a country which has uh, developed indigenously many of these technologies and systems. And I'm sure that um, coming years, it is going to be a sea change. Particularly uh, with the uh, present government, uh, emphasizing on Make in India and Atmanirbhar Bharat has uh, helped a lot uh, in making many of these things in the country today and making the technologies and filling in the technologies gap. And then uh, also giving the message to the world that India has developed many of these uh, capabilities, technologies, and they're available, which probably are uh, lower in cost. And uh, the call given by Anvil Prime Minister that make for the world is helping giving the boost to the industries that we should 
supply to the world globally and people are marketing and there have been lots of uh, interest shown by the many countries today sir like uh, uh, like we've we've talked about a lot of missiles uh, that have come from uh, which have been developed within the country what are the developments like in f- field of other weapon systems like tanks uh, and other armaments radars and radars um, including the radars mm, let me uh, tell you a lot of activities have gone in the country lots of systems have been developed here in the country particularly talking about uh, the tanks uh, india is one of the six countries uh, which have developed their own main battle tank arjun so mark 1 has gone into the armed forces mark 1a uh, again honorable prime minister has handed over the first tank to the armed forces uh, in a uh, event and it is being uh, now produced and that also gets injected into it and now uh, country is poised for developing uh, many other tanks which are required by the armed forces second you know that uh, the 155 mm artillery gun has been developed uh, in the country and you must have heard honorable prime minister talking about uh, it on 15th of august from red the fort attacks. when uh, the atax was uh, f- used in the firing on that 15th august ceremonial firing yeah, and he said 21 uh, gun salute thing yes. just that one yeah and uh, he said uh, 75 saal ke baad idhar aamne aawaz suna hai desh mein banaya gun artillery gun a prestigious gun which has got a very long range 155 artillery gun is another thing we have developed many uh, torpedoes for ourselves uh, and we have developed many sonars and you said radars is another very big success story of the country country has become completely self reliant from uh, right from the modules which are required to making varieties of uh, radars whether it is ground based radars or talking about uh, ship based radars or the airborne radars country has developed varieties of radars from short range medium range battlefield uh, radars to very long range radars the country has developed and country has got the complete technologies i can say country is completely self reliant today in radars so likewise uh, many uh, technologies have been uh, developed sonars country has developed the sonars many communication systems which are required country has uh, developed many ammunitions which are required also country has developed so lot of these technology and engineering uh, things which are required uh, for the armed forces various bridges and other things which are required are the recce and support vehicles and uh, things like that are wheeled armored platforms these are all the various things which have been uh, developed uh, in the country so what about aircraft let's move to that uh, because we are still importing most of the components that we need when are we going to have our own aircraft LCA, of course. See, firstly, uh, LCA is an indigenously developed aircraft. That's our aircraft. It is our own aircraft, indigenous. Maybe we have used some um, systems and uh, components from outside. That's a separate issue. You own the design. You own the complete uh, system as your own uh, uh, design and developed system and all that. yes uh, the engine has been uh, imported in that and uh, country has also worked on the engines and the country has developed the cover engines but there has been a gap between the actual requirement and uh, this so but uh, the certain capabilities in the country has been uh, developed in that 
country is working on uh, trying to fill these uh, gaps mm-hmm. but lca is a very uh, successful story which has paved the way for development of further aircrafts which are required for the country now and the weapons and technology which go with those aircraft absolutely all the technologies today which are going to the um, uh, fighter aircraft uh, many of those uh, technology whether it's talk about navigation system or control activation systems or talk about as i said the onboard radar or electronic uh, Uh, systems what are required for the electronic warfare and all that are also developed here in the country all those even in fact the other aircrafts which were bought from outside also are all being equipped with our own uh, systems today in the upgradation program completely indigenous systems are going into it now so in the if you remember in the height of cold war uh, in america there was this everything has to be developed within the country you know that and the critical thing that it has to be done now so at that time we ha- there was this uh, sr 71 <coughs> this pipeline which was developed and it was like that is considered to be the best in the business even till today it is considered the best pipeline what about india see uh India started uh, developing indigenous the systems uh, which actually mostly earlier the research was going on and all that developing systems or systems of systems uh, uh, the phase started in uh, 1980s the development of everything here in the country and completely uh, indigenous the thrust has come uh, from the present government mm. very seriously and trying to see that everything to be developed here in the country like so two, two years ago when prime minister decided that everything all import deals to be stopped or put on hold yeah that so was a major that been major decision where um, that you try to make everything here in the country you work out what are all being imported and try to see we have worked out we have prepared the list of items uh, across the mod what are all being imported and trying to get all of them developed through industry and r&d organizations here in the country and one by one one by one various things and various schemes have been launched to support the industry to come out with these uh, so these things. impossible deadlines were set for all our labs for all our system engineers absolutely it is as a whole of ministry of defense including the laboratories industry because it is not just laboratories alone which can develop it and industry has a lot of capabilities industry also has come up in a big way lots of startups have also come up in the country so you are identifying you put it in the website all those technologies and look for who can develop what uh, some can be developing the bigger industries or msmes or startups or some by the laboratories and mm. all are being developed and there is a thrust given to see that you try to make everything here in the country in so the aircraft technology to in everything everything in in every aspect every aspect like um, sir uh, if you could tell our listeners and viewers that what are the aircraft that we are now developing sir uh, uh, fighter fighter aircraft uh, see as you know that uh, firstly um, the lca has been developed mark 1 and mark 1a has come which air force has given 83 numbers there are lots of new technologies which has come into it then also we are trying to develop the naval version of it and you have seen that's why the lca has uh, uh, landed on the earlier aircraft carrier now on vikram also just landed and that is an important uh, feat what the country has achieved one is that you have developed the technologies for aircraft landing on 
uh, aircraft carrier and taking off those technologies have been established second uh, on a new commissioned aircraft carrier which is INS Vikrant which honorable prime minister just couple of months has commissioned that which is again a very very important uh, step in the country's uh, um, uh, development of marine systems having your own uh, uh, such a huge uh, ship developed where aircraft are able to land and take off with very high indigenous content is one of the important things so those technologies have been developed and there are efforts in the country to develop the further FO, further aircraft which are required uh, uh, for the air force uh, there have been a lot of design efforts and uh, development efforts which are going on in the country which actually as is uh, time is evolving the requirements of the air force it's all those technologies of, uh, FG, uh, uh, all the those uh, technologies are also being worked out you are talking about the mk sir uh, multiple both fourth generation and fifth generation technologies uh, there have been a lot of efforts going on in the country uh, say so you talked about how you uh, people put out your requirements for uh, making everything in india uh, on your websites and the startups and the industry uh, respond to it uh, how like the prime minister talking about that there are 90000 startups in the country which have come in the last 9 years what is the scene of startups in uh defense industries uh, and how is how do we now like uh, the americans or the advanced western countries they have a military industrial complex that's huge like they have their lockheeds boeings uh bas are we going towards a, a, a situation where we also have our big industries big players in uh, industry making big systems like uh, aircraft and tanks and everything Uh, it's a very important question and it's a ranging question firstly you said about startups startups it's a, actually i say that it has now my it's a movement which has come up in the country uh, it's a phenomenal growth uh, the way number of startups have come in the country as you said uh, prime minister said uh, the way in the last few years how the startups have come if you look at uh, maybe Eight nine years back, we had very minimal uh, startups here in the country. Now the numbers have gone so high, and the numbers working in uh, defense and aerospace also have gone into thousands today. Thousands of startups are working in defense and aerospace technologies. Youngsters, twenty three, twenty four, twenty five years people are they working? Sometime back, you asked about drones. the complete drones related technology there are more than 100 150 startups which have come up in uh, there was uh, drones related technologies in fact uh, there was an exhibition where honorable prime minister also uh, was there in the exhibition to see and people and that uh, was exhibited by more than 120 uh, drones there similarly the youngsters are working on all these um, components various repair parts sub technologies new technologies which are required new propulsion systems new materials no you know new engine related technologies the startups are working in multiple uh, directions and that's one important change which has come here in the country which i think country it will be taken up into a new dimension there have been number of schemes which have been launched also particularly various ministries and definitely um, ministry of defense also has put in to support these industries whether it is idex scheme which is coming from the ddp to 
to promote innovations, particularly in the startups and MSMEs. In DRDO, the technology development funding, where you're promoting R&D capability in MSMEs and startups to come out with many technologies and many subsystems in developing prototypes, they have come in, which are giving the boost. And uh, industries have come up in a big way. There are a large number of industries today. There are close to about 2,000 industries which are working as uh, Tier 1 and Tier 2 industries. And then as a Tier 3 industries, there are lots of systems have come into it. And uh, the private industries have been given a big boost uh, who started entered into many systems development today. Uh, lots of systems are coming up from private industries. Big industries uh, which can develop bigger systems where you require large infrastructure also come into picture. Can you give Today, us a few examples of what I'm coming to that. Um, see, missiles were never developed by private industries earlier. Today, missiles and bombs are being developed by the private industry. There are a number of industries which are working on the missiles. Radars, people are working on it. Any examples in the missiles? Uh, multiple missiles. There are um, actually multiple missiles which have come from them. Like you, example, if you look at a very prominent example like ATAX, is coming from a private industry today. Two industries are developing. VAP, wheeled armored platform, coming from another uh, private industry. The light tank is coming from another uh, private industry today. So if you look at it, uh, there are so many things which are coming from uh, private industry today. And EIDU has actually brought in a concept of uh, um, program called DCPP, Development Come Production Partner, where uh, when DRDO takes up any project uh, right uh, from the research or development onwards, the DCPP, that is Development Come Production Partner, giants at the development. So the complete know-how and knowledge is transferred so that industry would be able to develop the further systems on its own. Many systems have been uh, gone into the industry uh, that way today. So the uh, private industry, particularly evolving in the defense, is one, again, uh, a sea change of what has happened in the last few years. Um, these industries which are coming up, and that's how the infrastructure also in the country has been developed. And sir, uh, you said there are uh, hundreds of startups which, have, uh, which are working in the field of drones. So can we say, sir, that now we see a lot of this uh, swarm drone warfare going on in uh, Azerbaijan, Armenia or in different parts of the world. We can say for this drone warfare, uh, the startup and the private industry can arm the uh, Indian Defence Forces? See, the, as I said, the complete drone technology today is almost everything is developed by the private industry in, uh, in for multiple applications whether it is for surveillance or uh, other Pizza applications. Pizza delivery, that's what is um, grabs various, the attention. Uh, multiple articles. Yeah. In fact, medicines. Uh, there Lots are of medicines. people are saying, In yeah. fact, actually, uh, there has been uh, one uh, requirement which has been projected that uh, uh, the, in the hilly regions, uh, the transporting of vegetables and, and other things and yeah. all also, which actually somebody, um, the farmers have to sell it, then they have to carry it to the nearby town and the hilly region going down, going up and all those things. Even those so uh, vaccines and ice packs, yes. it takes a long time in these regions for people, you know, for the Anganwadi worker to climb those hills, reach 
the place some primary healthcare centers don't have those facilities so drone technology can i believe help in this helping right? and many policies have been brought in and um, the uh, startups are working in this in the multiple domains the drone has got lots of applications mm. and so they're all working in everything in in every possible area they're trying to work and including the warfare domain, domain everything including the defense domain and sir uh, like uh, you talked about uh, uh, that now we have a robust industrial base now we have a, a very vibrant startup system where startups are helped they are producing for the defense forces now uh, the prime minister has also or the government has also been talking about make for the world now is this the reason why we are seeing that the exports are going up and uh, imports have come down in the country see firstly uh Uh, imports are coming down with the direction uh, from the government that we should um, try to make everything here in the country there has been a drive towards this direction to make every sub component system sub systems and all that are being developed uh, through industry through startups through r&d organizations based on the type of the system it is being developed and so the imports are coming down and the capability in the country as such as an ecosystem to develop all these defense technologies has gone up in a big way and the country is able to develop many systems on its own today wherein earlier which you were trying to import these systems they are all being developed today see like we have made our own artillery gun which we are developing today we have made our own torpedoes we are making our own vehicles today we our our aircraft the government has cleared 83 numbers uh, for induction of lcas so these are all large systems of indigenous systems which are going in uh, into the systems and the saving a lot of saving a lot of uh, foreign, foreign exchange, exchange yeah. and same time as your technologies have the capability has gone up and industries have come up where they are able to produce these systems and uh, make as per the quality requirements and all that so naturally there is a market for it globally and so lots of countries have shown interest and in the varieties of systems in this and so the exports have picked up and uh, last one year more than 13000 crores worth of equipment has been exported and looking at the enquiries and looking at the new systems what we are developing and these numbers will be going up in a big way in the coming years i guess the prime minister has given a target of uh, 5 billion dollars by 2025 um definitely the country is going in this direction and trying to you think uh, we would be able to uh, meet uh, it sir? definitely i say that it is in this direction going on and uh, uh, the way enquiries are coming india is going to convert itself into a leading exporter in the coming years that much i can definitely tell you and uh, um, sir uh, you talked about uh, uh, having a robust uh, development like country having made achievements in radar technology and all now uh, coming to this sir now we have the ballistic missile defense uh, shield system the bmd system the indigenous one now we have radars which can track missiles coming from say up to 5000 kilometers now this is a big achievement sir Uh, can you tell us what is the status of the BMD program and uh, how capable are we now? Do we as 
and recently we had the S400 missiles which can uh, for the interim which can track up to say 5 400 kilometers and take down targets this bmd sounds to be uh, having more uh, capabilities than that sir uh, no i would say that uh, country has developed the radars uh, varieties of radars right from battlefield radars to long range radars as i said the country has developed all the components which are required indigenously which are very advanced components so the complete uh, capability in the country to uh, develop radars with very uh, long range also have uh, come up this definitely helps the country to track any object at far off distances detect it and track it and which helps in any uh, defense system which is required uh, by the country so this capability now has been uh, established here in the country that you can develop any type of a radar system which is uh, including the advanced development system advanced uh, technologies uh, is a capability which naturally is for surveillance applications and uh, detecting targets at far off uh, distances and tracking that which is useful for the defense of the country okay let's uh, let's move on to uh what you said recently when you said that uh, space traffic is going to become <coughs> soon it's going to be as bad as traffic in bengaluru or chennai or delhi or something like that uh, what is the system what is there an international protocol in place to manage the space uh, traffic or should there be one which is more robust uh, this is what uh, i was uh, uh, telling in the bangalore conference on this is that uh, the activity in the space has gone up uh, in a big way number of satellites being launched by each country is become numerous and look at our own launches and where we have of course the global requirements of various countries also we are launching from our own launch vehicle we are launched uh, at one go more than 100 in one launch itself and things like that so if you look at these whole requirements the number of uh, satellites and number of debris which actually the components parts and other things which also be become part of it is going to be enormous so the traffic uh, in the particularly low earth orbit are going to become in a big way and so that needs to be managed thoroughly and uh, it has to be one is debris removal programs and launch related the traffic traffic management internationally the space community need to sit together and work out modalities and mechanisms for the future requirements where these both satellites and debris which are going to play a number in a big yeah. way and needs to be managed and there should be an international consortium to see that these debris are removed also yeah. and manage these spent satellites also and how to bring down them and things like that without creating debris is one of the mechanisms international space community has to work on this traffic management that's yeah. what i have said it shouldn't fall into human habitation areas and cause damage or oh, even uh, in the oceans and cause marine life 
to most of these uh, components and disintegrate. while they, are, uh, they disintegrate and while entering into the atmosphere itself mm. there are very few uh, things which happen so i remember as a child when uh, you know hearing about and there was paranoia over skylab skylab <laughs> if i don't know whether so, you recall uh, that that I time remember, i remember it used that to be so it big actually, that it's uh, going to fall in india and yeah, yeah, there was yeah, even so one one person who named his newborn that day yeah, as skylab sing if you remember uh, there are very rare occasions which happen and but most of the things actually disintegrate while entering into the atmosphere so these are all the things what i said that you should manage and that should not cause problem either in the space or also when they actually any one object falling down also should not create any habitation related issues on the ground is one thing actually as a space community needs to manage that's what i said earlier uh, sir uh, i wanted to ask you about uh, this uh Uh, the uh, the engines uh, you were talking about the Kaveri engines, but now we are looking at uh, uh, the, I guess this came up for discussion during your uh, U.S. visit also with the NSA uh, uh, engines for the G four one four engines for the uh, LCA Mark one and the Amka Mark one. Is it uh, uh, now we are talking about complete transfer of technology from that country? Now you think after this, like uh, once the TOT comes in and we have manufactured it here in the country, we would be in a position to produce our own engines for uh, fighter aircraft, and we won't be needing anybody else's <coughs> help. Firstly, uh, India has taken a program for indigenously developing the engines here. That's the Kaveri engine, and Kaveri engine is uh, developed, and uh, but. Uh, it couldn't be used in the LCA as uh, both the programs were evolving, and uh, so there has uh, there is a gap between the two requirements, and so country has developed definitely certain level of technologies which is required, and uh, LCA we went ahead with the GE engine, and uh, GE has been uh, supplying these engines for these uh, engines, and we are looking for the other engine which. Uh, as far as the US uh, visit is concerned uh, we the team went for the iset program uh, to have uh, cooperation in critical and emerging technologies that has been launched and uh, there have been a delegation from india uh, the government side and also industries similarly there have been a delegation of team which has participated from the government and number of industries there have been discussions how to go ahead how to move forward and things like that this is a, a very welcome uh, development which has come in for uh, working on uh, critical and emerging technologies between the both the countries of usa and india so i'm going to move into uh, into the covid war and the role played by scientists at that time uh, just a, sm- a short explainer Uh, during the pandemic, uh, you were part of the DRDO team, and that made eleven makeshift COVID hospitals capacity of ten thousand beds in parts of the country. Uh, one hospital was built in a record eleven days. The DRDO helped uh, construct nine hundred medical oxygen plants, thirty thousand ventilators. So, for those of you who think that DRDO is only about missiles, think again. Uh, there's a lot more. The possibilities of spin technologies being used. uh for you know for things like medical and pandemic fight uh it was phenomenal what uh, the drdo achieved at that stage and what the scientific community did 
for the country. Could you tell us a little bit about what were the goals set for you and how you worked during that period? Uh, as the pandemic erupted, uh, the government has formed a number of uh, groups of secretaries who should work on each and every domain connected to this um, COVID pandemic. And DRDO was put into uh, two such committees and wherein uh, each committee has its own task. So which included the development of ventilators, development of PPEs, development of masks and looking at the sanitizers and various other requirements and oxygen requirement and all that. So DRDO uh, by virtue of working to the armed forces on various things which also covers uh, actually uh, you also have protective masks, protective uh, uh, PPEs also is one of the tasks. So using that the test facilities which are available and things like that. So DRDO has developed, um, tweaked its own technologies for developing the products which are required for the COVID. And uh, so in that process uh, helped the country to come out uh, with many masks, many PPAs and ensuring the test facilities coming out with various other technologies which are required in various places to fight the COVID and particularly in the ventilators, which actually uh, a, a continuous reviews have been taken by the government, uh, none other than Honorable Prime Minister, uh, for the faster development of this ventilator, DRDO, then Health Ministry, and uh, the private industry, Bharat Electronics Limited, and working together in a very short span of time, um, almost about 50 to 60,000 uh, ventilators have been developed driven by this uh, committee. Mm. And similarly, uh, DRDO has developed an onboard oxygen generation system, which actually uh, for the Tejas aircraft, which has been used to for a ground-based uh, large oxygen generation system like uh, 1000 liters per minute and 500 liters per minute. This was uh, again required uh, in the second wave, particularly for various hospitals across the country. It's um, been uh, funded by the government. Honorable Prime Minister himself has uh, given the funding from the PMKs and uh, taken reviews very regularly to develop these plants. So there are 22 industries who have been given this technology very fast and established these uh, oxygen plants across the country. Uh, whole of government, along with the state governments, have worked on this to see that there all the infrastructure is developed across the all these districts across the country, and then these auction plants are made by the various industries, transported, installed, commissioned, and the monitoring system also has been established. Uh, so uh, lots of efforts have gone in this, and uh, as a whole of government approach, and uh, DRDO has played an important role as per the directions of the government uh, requirements and things like that. Such one of those things is building as uh, hospitals were required for Make the COVID. Very especially. Which also have been built in uh, along with all the necessary facilities, incorporating these ventilators, then oxygen and uh, oxygen uh, supply system and all that. They have also been established, as you rightly said, at various places. So it's a pandemic uh, scenario and uh, everyone in the country is looking only towards fighting that pandemic scenario as you have uh, scientific uh, ability and particularly you work in similar areas 
and including a 2DG uh, medicine, which has been developed by DRW for other applications, which also can be used here. Likewise, many things. So far, the um, a situation which has erupted like this, so on the directions of the government, uh, DRDO has come out and worked on these things. For for our armed forces who are, uh, you know, living in uh, very trying uh, areas, conditions, uh, developing like the, food like products the, for the, them. The lab in uh, No, DRDO works uh, for Even the food soldier. Products, that's what for I was the soldier. Soldier, yeah. Soldier is an important element in any warfare. So as is in the... Frontier areas, whether it is the mountainous region or low temperature region and many other things. So he needs to have life support systems for the soldier. Mm. So you need to develop those technologies uh, for him. Let's say cold weather clothing, uh, which is required for the weather there. Or uh, the place where he lives and uh, various necessities what he has got. Similarly, having uh, food. Mm. Uh, which he can carry in a low volume but gives you very high energy and things like that is one thing. These are all like um, pilot suits, mm. submarines, whatever they require suits. And um, so varieties of these requirements which are required for the soldier needs to be developed. That DRDV works on those technologies for the soldier mm. and try to support the soldier with a better equipped systems which makes his uh, life simpler and very effective in those uh, frontier areas. In, yeah. Dr. Reddy, I began by saying about how uh, children in, in you know, many of us who would, when we were children, we want to become a scientist, want to become a marine biologist and things like that. But then you take up a job like, you know, like I became a journalist. Similarly, somebody joins a bank and then slowly you stop thinking mm-hmm. and about those dreams you stop you start filtering out all that information mm. which you were reading mm. as a child you start filtering all that out because it's a dream that didn't get fulfilled whereas you stayed on to become a scientist now tell us at any point of time did you feel uh, i don't want to do this i want to do something else how do you stay on course uh, to be you know wanting to be a scientist and staying on the course uh, firstly uh as I was finishing engineering, many of our uh, <clears throat> classmates and others were going abroad. We had a very clear determination that we should stay back here in the country. In fact, my mother and family were also supporting. The way I have also built up coming up that we should stay back here in the country. And uh, also wanted to be here in the research organization. So I've actually tried to join DRDO, ISRO and Atomic Energy. And DRDO's job has come as a first to me, and so joined. Mm. The moment you are joined in DRDO, it is uh, joined in that uh, wave flow of development of missiles uh, working under Dr. Kalam in 1980s, which you are trying to develop the first missiles of the country. And it is a, an atmosphere, an environment where uh, there is always um, enthusiastic environment and people are trying to work with uh, tremendous dedication. You have entered into that flow of that particular activity and uh, there was never an opportunity or never there a need to look back. That enthusiasm continued, uh, the various leaderships, the various uh, aspects, various programs which have come in and uh, have encouraged us uh, to develop further and further and keeping up the enthusiasm. 
like uh, if you look at uh, the type of enthusiasm what we had in development of the asat program which actually a direction coming directly from uh, the prime minister and uh, doing that you are trying to make the world know that country has such great uh, technologies mm. people have worked uh, two years uh, day and night uh, and developed those programs so there have been enthusiasm programs after programs technologies of technologies now it is indigenous systems indigenous technologies you should make systems make for the world and try to make first of its kind systems so this sort of a uh, evolving enthusiasm um, persisted in the whole scientific community in the country trying to develop the systems uh, so fast and trying to make this country is not dependent from anything from outside and country has to develop ourselves and country has to become a leader in these technologies and try to export is one uh, evolving enthusiasm which has been coming up and you i see that there are um, sea change in the angstus mind today and uh, if you look at uh, the number of startups which have come up in the country which nobody thought and uh, india is one of the very few countries uh, maybe first four or five countries we are having such a fantastic ecosystem of the startups and if you look at the people who are from coming from our it's earlier about 10 years back majority of them were going uh, abroad now majority of those uh, it students are staying back here in the country and they are all working towards innovations and development and trying to come out with new new technologies new new products this is one thing which is uh, inspiring and i i feel that the youngsters the way the number of startups have come the way they are joining these organizations within the country or industry and the number of research associates the number of phd's which are coming in the country is a, a changing environment where youngsters are getting more and more towards technologies more and more coming out with innovations um i think we all should be very proud the way the country has changed now the mindset of the youngsters is getting more and more driven towards this technologies and indians in indigenous technologies i am sure this wave what is now erupted will make a sea change and make the india as one of the leaders sir, in the world when you were recently in dallas you had this experience that people want to come back a lot of people are trying to come back and uh, you look at our iits now most of those professors are young professors who are post docs who have um, come back from uh, the world in various from various uh, academic institutes and things like that and they are all trying to see that what we can do in india how we can do and are looking for opportunities and all that and uh, we have as such we have lots of youngsters in this country that's the strength of this country and uh, if you look at engineers alone we are producing about 1.3 million a year and so lot of opportunities and uh, india's skilled manpower will be a dominant manpower in the whole world's uh, skilled manpower this is one thing which is so this is the one the youngsters the education system the new education policy and the opportunities number of iits which have come and the number of institutions which have come the number of uh, incubation centers which have come to support these things and various corridors which have been created the infrastructure the test facilities which are there coming up to support the various mechanisms which have come to support the 
these youngsters to come out with innovations and R&D, financial support. This is uh, changing the system very fast to evolve as a, a, a brighter and um, much technological advanced nation. So any message that you would have to young parents uh, who are wondering uh, what kind of advice to give their children in whether they should get into pure sciences uh, or not? Because is there is there scope? Like you saying there's a lot of scope today. But what about those parents whose children are just about six to eight years or 10 years who have to make that uh, that choice right now to get into pure sciences or not? And and students who are taking STEM courses, what about them? Should they think about uh, India's R&D and science and technology streams as something which is robust and fulfilling as far as, uh, you know, a career opportunities are concerned? Firstly, uh, uh, how much an engineering uh, is important? Basic sciences, social sciences are also equally important. Unless uh, the fundamental sciences subjects you are strong, technologies cannot be developed. So there needs to be a lot of importance given to the sciences. In fact, that's why the ISARs have been established in instead of science education research, more into the sciences and related research, which a thrust has been given. So based on the aptitude of the child, whether he either sciences or social sciences or engineering related or medical related research we need to encourage looking at the way it's only that we have to see that there is a focus there is a target and then the youngster is motivated towards the target with sincerity and hard work this is what the parent has to ensure but not imposing him on him too much and what you want to do and all that so as you say that today, lots of opportunities in each and every area are available. Basic sciences, a lot of opportunities. Whether you get into research, whether you get into teaching, or you are joining universities, or joining other research organizations is one um, possibility. Or you are joining into the other technologies-related area, a lot of opportunities. But whichever uh, the youngster has, and that we should look at into that particular aptitude, encourage him, make him focus in that direction. Of course, not definitely looking 24 hours only studies, studies mm -hmm. and things like that. You also should be encouraged into other activities. You should be able to play, you should be able to participate in sports or other uh, arts related activities. Uh, children also need to have all these activities with a primary focus. And uh, today our education system also, the way it's evolving, our educational institutions' rankings globally are improving day by day. So our education institution standards are also going up in a big way. This also helps the youngsters to come up with very high standards in their education and get motivated. And then later opportunities, whether to get into the research or get into technologies or getting into startups or innovations, is one more thing which has come up in a big way today. And uh, you also can see a change that uh, there have been uh, focus was more onto the IT earlier, whoever coming from the particular mm. engineering institutions earlier. True. Now that has changed now. Yes. They're all working in, youngsters are working on material science today. Okay. Materials. There's one sea change which has happened, which is a very good um, um, uh, 
thing which is evolving and this actually makes for an all-round development in the country and that is what we are seeing and uh, that is what I like to say that uh, focus yourself, lay the targets, work towards the target and when you are laying as you are growing, lay your uh, vision as a very at a very high level and that is what Dr. Kalam used to say also that uh, think big mm. and work towards it and then only you can achieve great things. So this is what our youngsters should be thinking and that's what the parents should be directing them. Well, thank you so much for giving us your time and wishing you all the best in the future. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for watching or listening in to this podcast. Please like or subscribe on whichever channel you have heard this or seen this. Namaste. Jai Hind.